Welcome to day 38 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. And as we've pointed out all through this week, there, there's far more drama here than we, anybody would ever wish for. But we see in the middle of all of the human uh, efforts, you know, to achieve what God has already promised uh, apart from God, uh, that God continues to bless and God continues to work out His, his promises. And of course, uh, you know, to be faithful where we find ourselves in the biblical stories fulfilling his promises to Abraham to uh, bless those that bless him, curse those who uh, curse him. And you see that happening a little bit, you know, with Jacob's interaction uh, with Laban. And you see God uh, fulfilling his blessing to Jacob in spite of who Jacob is. And so the story continues uh, in verse 31, uh, you know, the, the, the in chapter 31, verse 1. Uh, you have this line, Jacob noticed Laban's attitude toward him was not what it had been. And, and of course, things are turning sour between the, the two deceivers, and it, it kind of comes to a head in chapter 31. So before we read this chapter, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Matt, you mind lifting us up? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you are a God who has spoken to us, who has revealed yourself to us, both um, through your Son and through your word. And Father, as we open it together um, and we draw near to you would you draw near to us father give us eyes to see and ears to hear uh, father cause us to to obey uh, everything you've called us to be father we thank you um, we thank you for this time together in your word um, help us to behold wonderful things from your law father we we thank you um, for for the gift of, of your word to us um, be with us as we read. Sing Christ and we pray. Amen. Genesis 31, beginning in verse 1. And Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken everything our father owned and has gained all this wealth from what belonged to our father. Jacob noticed that Laban's attitude toward him was not what it had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. So Jacob uh, sent word to Rachel and Leah to come out to the fields where the, his flocks were. He said to them, I see that your father's attitude toward me is not what it was before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I've worked for your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages ten times. However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said the speckled ones will be your wages, then all the flocks give birth to the speckled young. And if he said the streaked ones will be your wages, then all the flocks bore streaked young. So God has taken away your father's livestock and has given them to me. In breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, or spotted. The angel of God said to me in a dream, Jacob, I answered, here I am. And he said, look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted, for I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now leave this land at once and go back to your native land. And Rachel and Leah replied, Do we still have any share in the inheritance of our father's estate? Does he not regard us as foreigners? Not only has he sold us, but he has used up what he has paid for us. Surely all the wealth that God took away from our father belongs to us and our children. So do whatever God has told you. Then Jacob put his children and his wives on camels, and he drove all of his livestock ahead of him, along with all the goods he had accumulated and bought on Haram to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household gods. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean by not telling him he was running away. So he fled with all he had, crossed the Euphrates River, 
and headed for the hill country of Gilead. Not a happy departure <laughs> between the two. And of course, uh, you finally see, you know, after we talked about yesterday, all of the manipulating of the sticks so that the speckled sheep would breed with the non-speckled sheep. And God said, I have noticed your distress and I've acted on your behalf. And we realize that you know, what has happened is, is really not of Jacob's doing, even though uh, he's worked hard uh, in order to deceive and in order to get you know, what he wants. But God has uh, blessed him in, in spite of all of that. So what are some of the things that you guys see in this text as we continue uh, to read this story? It seems like Jacob is... Um, seeing the provision of God at this point, right? Isn't, isn't that what it seems to you guys, that because of this dream um, and vision that he's seeing that it was the hand of God providing these things for him um, throughout that time? So um, so that's neat. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it besides, like, yeah. it's cool to see that he is God is showing him that um, he has been the one blessing him, and he's he's acknowledging that now. So, you know, God has let him know that I've taken care of you and, and I have blessed you just as I promised. I'm the God that met you at Bethel where you anointed the pillar. Mm -hmm. And I promised, you know, to bring, you know, to bring you back. And so and Jacob is quick to acknowledge, you know, that God has again revealed himself to him. But he's, he's not trusting God as he, you know, departs, mm -hmm. you, know, from, you know, from the land. He does so again in a deceitful way. And you see, you know, mm -hmm. one more one more time in the inter interchange between uh, you know Jacob and Laban another uh, you know another deceitful you know treacherous uh, act I'm reminded as we read this just you know God might God might be blessing um, Jacob in, in, you know materially and, and all like you know bringing him out with a tremendous amount of livestock and those things but he doesn't remove the the consequences of the family's sin towards one another or we're watching the no. fracturing of family um, we're watching the fracturing of relationships I'm so much so that the Laban's sons are saying these things Jacob notices Laban's attitude towards him changes mm -hmm. and we're just I mean we've seen the mess unfold over the last few chapters and here we're, we're watching the fracturing of a family take place mm -hmm. and, you know and it's just a reminder to us that yeah. you know you can't just keep sinning forever and expect it to not bear on your relationships no, however there is a high point in the text where uh, Rachel and Leah finally agree Agreed. with each How other <laughs> they, they, they are talking again let's take everything my dad's given us and get out of here as yeah. fast as we you know, as fast as we possibly can so you do see that yeah. the funny thing is the sons pretty much note that there's nothing left you know that the, there's nothing left of our father's estate and they're like let's take everything that's left <laughs> <laughs> well the women have everything that mm -hmm. they've gotten from him i i the, for the first time ever i'm i get this almost exodus feel and i don't I don't know. That's probably like reaching. This is the first time you've ever had an exodus. Well, I, with this <laughs> particular passage, yeah. yeah. Like right. it, it feels like, you know, there's mm -hmm. this like Laban and Pharaoh type um, archetype. I don't know if that's the right word. But and then like the people are going to go back to the to where God is taking them. And then, of course, um, soon uh, Laban will pursue mm -hmm. them um, and go after them. But it is interesting that... Um, there is this like God is telling them to go, and they're they're gonna go back to this country that He's promised them. But I've never really 
seen or felt that way. No, that, you know, there are some, you know, there are some um, precursors to the Exodus event. Uh, obviously, they're, they're leaving and then they're being blessed as mm-hmm. they leave, and there is pursuit, and God intervenes in the pursuit. So there mm-hmm. is, there are a lot of uh, you know Exodus precursors here, and of course, Exodus is going to be a big part of the story of Israel, and so. Um, those reading this text would 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 have caught you know the sense of God's people you know leaving and being blessed uh, mm-hmm. and uh, being pursued and God intervening yeah, in, there's in a, the middle of it. So there are one some, generation mm-hmm. away from Egypt because Joseph is the one who takes the family to Egypt eventually. So it's kind of crazy. And I feel like we get a hint of something brewing here in verse 19 when Rachel goes in to her father's household and stills his household gods. And so even though, mm. you know, there is this relationship that Jacob is, is I don't know, re-encountering or is encountering with God, it's not transferred, obviously, to the women. Yeah. Um, but yet, you know, Rachel takes along a, an idol. No, um, it, it's hard to know exactly what is going on there, yeah. but we, we do have the curtain open back up, and we yeah. realize... That even though you know uh, we, we we should have caught it a couple of chapters earlier when by divination, mm-hmm. you know he has heard from the Lord. In other words, as his worship is not a worship that is fitting of you know the Lord, but in his worship and in his you know looking for omens and in his you know manipulation of you know physical you know things that you know the Lord appears to him. So uh, Laban has on a couple of occasions given credit to the Lord, but we we realize that he is not a worshiper of the Lord, that he has his own, you know, household gods, mm-hmm. you know, that he is, you know, that he right. is worshiping. We're not, you know, sure, you know, if, uh, you know, Rachel is taking because she has confidence in those same gods or sees them as kind of magical, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, omens, you know, for, for herself or whether she sees them, you know, in monetary value or whether she's just poking her dad in the eye one more time as she leaves, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, and, uh, but, uh, you do see in the middle of this, you know, that these are these are people who are coming out of a very pagan culture, very superstitious, and they're worshiping other gods. and And Jacob is not not much better in in, in all of these. Yeah. So his his family obviously does have you know doesn't have a single allegiance to the God of Abraham and to the mm-hmm. God of Isaac. No. Well, I mean, don't we see ourselves in this too? Mm-hmm. Just we're people with divided hearts. I've, I've never I mean, stolen anybody's <laughs> household yeah. gods. I have, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> talk about cultural difference. You know, we just mm-hmm. we don't have what we would deem household gods or statues. You know, that we place up in our house. But our house is full of household mm-hmm. gods. Mm-hmm. You know, that we serve and, and capture our heart's attention. And I'm just, I mean, I see that all over the pages of, of Genesis so far. Mm-hmm. Is God's people have a divided heart? You know, and He keeps pursuing them. And, and we're just seeing it time and time again, where we should see an undivided heart with the, you know, undivided worship. Their hearts going after all all sorts of things. Or, I mean, even here they're focused on the material, you know, wealth they're going to bring out of their father's household. And mm-hmm. uh, we just uh, the same thing is true. My heart, you know, our hearts is they're constantly gravitating towards other things, and and we live in that with that divided heart. And there's kind of a, you know, in verses, you know, 19 through 21, a, a little, he, you know, a play on the Hebrew text and, uh, you know, where it says, you know, Rachel stole her father's household uh, gods. Moreover, Jacob, uh, the, uh, the, the Hebrew has just stole Laban's heart. 
Uh, and it doesn't mean the same thing that we mean when we say stole somebody's heart. It means that you know we swept them off their feet. Yeah. It means that uh, he, uh, you know, he deliberately you know violated him in this sense. And so you have kind of two thefts you know taking place. And, and so again, God is going to rather than trusting in God, uh, he is you know, kind of stealing away, uh, to use that met- metaphor. Uh, but God is again going to honor that. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many times. And, and you also have another Exodus scene there at the crossing of the river. You know, yeah, the, I know. the water, yep. the water crossing, moving in there. Mm-hmm. You bet. I wonder how many times Jacob just justified his deceitfulness because Laban cheated him. I mean, you see that even, mm-hmm. you know, your father has cheated me by the way, by changing my wages ten times. You know, he's cheated me time and time again. Yeah, you know, it's right for me to be deceitful because I've been cheated. He's a victim. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. and. And we're going to see it play out. God continues to be gracious to, to Jacob, you know, throughout all of this. And mm-hmm. how many times in my own life do I justify my sin, you know, mm-hmm. because someone else has sinned against me? There's always, I guess, that you know, popular word now is what aboutism. <laughs> yeah, I know, I did, but what about, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, uh, it is kind of, it is kind of crazy. And yet, I do find that we need to get Jacob back. You know, back to Canaan uh, or back to the promised land. And so he needed to certainly, um, I think he probably could have easily had a temptation to just stay and gain wealth, but there certainly need to be some circumstances that no. would send him back. Yeah, yes. you know? there, there was so. no, no way Jacob could stay here. No, He'd, no. Uh, so completely worn out his welcome, right. you know, with all of Laban's, you know, all of Laban's family. Right. So uh, was, but but you are right. You know, the Lord had not allowed them to get comfortable no. in a foreign land, Mm-mm. and is moving them back to where He has, you know, called you know mm-hmm. called them to be, and will continue. And will pick up uh, on you know the fulfillment of His promises mm-hmm. to their uh, grandfather. Uh, Abraham mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, Kitty, you mind closing us in prayer? I don't know. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that um, that you continue to speak through through your word to us, and that your Spirit is um, using it to change our hearts and to transform us. Um, I thank you for just all the things that we learn about you that you have revealed yourself in your heart to us um, here in your word. And we know that um, without your, your presence at work, that these are just conversations and um, that once they're over, that they're over. But when your spirit is at work in these conversations, Lord, you, you can change us, change our lives. Um, so we ask that you would do so. And um, just thank you. Thank you for your sovereign hand that is guiding us despite our many um, many deceits, many imperfections that you accomplish your, your will. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.